Part Two, Chapter Eleven, Section A of the History of the Devil. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The History of the Devil by Daniel Defoe. Part Two, Chapter Eleven, Section A. Chapter Eleven of Divination, Sorcery, the Black Art, Pawling, and such like pretenders to devilism, and how far the devil is or is not concerned in them. Though I am writing the history of the devil, I have not undertaken to do the like of all the kinds of people, male or female, who set up for devils in the world. This would be a task for the devil indeed, and fit only for him to undertake for their number is and has been prodigious great and may with his other legions be ranked among the innumerable what a world do we inhabit where there is not only with us a great roaring lion devil daily seeking whom of us he may devour and innumerable millions of lesser devils hovering in the whole atmosphere over us nay and for aught we know other millions always invisibly moving about us and perhaps in us or at least in many of us but that have besides all these a vast many counterfeit hocus-pocus devils human devils who are visible among us of our own species and fraternity conversing with us upon all occasions who like montebanks set up their stages in every town chat with us at every tea-table converse with us in every coffee-house and impudently tell us to our faces that they are devils boast of it and use a thousand tricks and arts to make us believe it too and that too often with success it must be confessed there is a strong propensity in man's nature especially the more ignorant part of mankind to resolve every strange thing or whether really strange or no if it be but strange to us into devilism and to say everything is the devil that they can give no account of thus the famous doctors of the faculty at paris when john faustus brought the first printed books that had then been seen in the world for at least seen there into the city and sold them for manuscripts they were surprised at the performance and questioned faustus about it but he affirming they were manuscripts and that he kept a great many clerks employed to write them they were satisfied for a while but looking farther into the work they observed the exact agreement of every book one with another that every line stood in the same place every page a like number of lines every line a like number of words if a word was misspelt in one it was misspelt also in another nay that if there was a blot in one it was alike in all they began again to muse how this should be in a word the learned divines not being able to comprehend the thing and that was always sufficient concluded it must be the devil and it was done by magic and witchcraft and that in short poor faustus who was indeed nothing but a mere printer dealt with the devil n b john faustus was servant or journeyman or compositor or what you please to call it to coster of harlem the first inventor of printing and having printed the psalter sold them at paris as manuscripts because as such they yielded a better price 
but the learned doctors not being able to understand how the work was performed concluded as above it was all the devil and that the man was a witch accordingly they took him up for a magician and a conjurer and one that worked by the black art that is to say by the help of the devil and in a word they threatened to hang him for a witch and in order to it commenced a process against him in their criminal courts which made such a noise in the world as raised the fame of poor john faustus to a frightful height till at last he was obliged for fear of the gallows to discover the whole secret to them n b this is the true original of the famous dr faustus or foster of whom we have believed such strange things as that it is become a proverb as great as the devil and dr foster whereas poor faustus was no doctor and knew no more of the devil than any body thus the magistrates of bern in switzerland finding a gang of french actors of puppet show opened their stage in the town upon hearing the surprising accounts which the people gave of their wonderful puppets how they made them speak answer questions and discourse appear and disappear in a moment pop up here as if they rise out of the earth and down there as if they vanished and abundance more feats of art censored them as demons and if they had not packed up their trinkets and disappeared almost as dexterously as their puppets they had certainly condemned the poor puppets to the flames for devils and censored if not otherwise punished their masters see the count of rochford's memoirs page one seventy nine wonderful operations astonish the mind especially where the head is not overburdened with brains and custom has made it so natural to give the devil either the honour or scandal of everything that we cannot otherwise count for that it is not possible to put the people out of the road of it the magicians were in the chalcedon monarchy called the wise men and though they are joined with the sorcerers and astrologers in the same place daniel two four yet they were generally so understood among those people but in our language we understand them to be people that have an art to reveal secrets interpret dreams foretell events etc and that use enchantments and sorceries by all which we understand the same thing which now in a more vulgar way we express by one general coarse expression dealing with the devil the scripture speaks of a spirit of divination acts sixteen verse sixteen and a wench that was possessed by this spirit brought her master much gain by soothsaying that is to say according to the learned by oracling or answering questions whence you will see in the margin that this soothsaying devil is there called python that is apollo who is often called python and who at the oracle of delphos gave out such answers and double entendres as this wench possibly did and hence all those spirits which were called spirits of divination were in another sense called pythons now when the apostle st paul came to see this creature the spirit takes upon it to declare that those men meeting st paul and timotheus were the servants of the most high god which showed unto them the way of salvation this was a good turn of the devil to preserve his authority and the possessed girl she brought them gain by soothsaying that is to say resolving difficult questions answering doubts 
interpreting dreams etc among these doubts he makes her give testimony to paul and timotheus to wheedle in with the new christians and perhaps though very ignorantly even with paul and timotheus themselves so to give a kind of credit and respect to her for speaking but the devil who never speaks truth but with some sinister end was discovered here and detected his flattering recognition not accepted and he himself unkenneled as he deserved there the devil was overshot in his own bow again here now was a real possession and the evil spirits who possessed her did stoop to sundry little acts of servitude that we could give little or no reason for only that the girl's master might get money by her but perhaps this was a particular case and prepared to honor the authority and power the apostles had over evil spirits but we find these things carried a great way farther in many cases that is to say where the parties are thus really possessed namely the devil makes agents of the possessed parties to do many things for the propagating his interests and kingdom and particularly for the carrying on his dominion in the world but i am for the present not so much upon the real possession as the pretended and particularly we have had many that have believed themselves possessed when the devil never believed it of them and perhaps knew them better some of these are really poor devils to be pitied and are what i call diables imaginaires these have notwithstanding done the devil good service and brought their masters good gain by soothsaying we find possessions acknowledged in scripture to be really and personally the devil or according to the text legions of devils in the plural the devil or devils rather which possessed the man among the tombs is positively affirmed to be the devil in the scripture all the evangelists agree in calling him so and in his very works show it namely the mischief he did as well as to the poor creature among the tombs who was made so fierce that he was the terror of all the country as to the herd of swine and to the country and the loss of them i might preach you a lecture here of the devil's terror upon the approach of our saviour the dread of his government and how he acknowledged that there was a time for his torment which was not yet come art thou come to torment us before our time it is evident the devil apprehended that christ would chain them up before the day of judgment and therefore some think the devil here being as it were caught out of his due bounds possessing the poor man in such a furious manner was afraid and petitioned christ not to chain him up for it and as the text says they besought him to suffer them to go away etc that is to say when they say art thou come to torment us before the time the meaning is they begged he would not cast them into torment before the time which was already fixed but that if he would cast them out of the man he would let them go away etc the evangelist st luke says the devil besought him that he would not command them to go out into the deep our learned annotators think that part is not rightly rendered adding that they do not believe the devil fearing drowning but with submission i believe the meaning is that they would not be confined to the vast ocean where no inhabitants being to be seen 
they would be effectually imprisoned and tied down from doing mischief which would be a hell to them as to their going into the swine that might afford us some allegory but i am not disposed to jest with the scripture no nor with the devil neither farther than needs must it is evident the devil makes use of very mean instruments sometimes such as the damsel possessed with a spirit of divination and several others i remember a story how true i know not of a weak creature next door to an idiot who was established in the country for an oracle and would tell people strange things that should be long before they came to pass when people were sick would tell them whether they should live or die if people were married tell how many children they should have and a hundred such things as filled the people with admiration and they were the easier brought to believe that the girl was possessed but then they were divided about her too and that was the finest spun thread the devil could work for he carried a great point in it some said she had a good spirit and some a bad some said she was a prophetess and some that she was the devil now had i been there to decide the question i should certainly have given it for the latter if it were only upon this account namely that the devil has often found fools very necessary agents for the propagating his interest and kingdom but we never knew the good spirits do so on the other hand it does not seem likely that heaven should deprive a poor creature of its senses and as it were take her soul from her and then make her an instrument of instruction to others and an oracle to declare his decrees by this does not seem to be rational but as far as divination is in use in our days yet i do not find room to charge the devil with making any great use of fools unless it be such as he has particularly qualified for his work for as to idiots and naturals they are perfectly useless to him but a sort of fools called the magi indeed we have some reason to think he often works with we are not arrived to a certainty yet in the settling this great point namely what magic is whether a diabolical art or a branch of the mathematics our most learned lexicon technium is of the latter opinion and gives the magic square and the magic lantern two terms of art the magic square is when numbers and arithmetical proportion are disposed into such parallels or equal ranks as that the sums of each row as well diagonally as laterally shall be all equal for example two three four five six seven eight nine ten place these nine in a square of three they will directly and diagonally make eighteen thus this he calls the magic square but gives no reason for the term nor any account of what infernal operations are wrought by this concurrence of the numbers neither do i see that there can be any such use made of it end of part two chapter eleven section a